Hello and welcome to the Girls Run Club, the podcast for run-happy women who need a little help finding their stride. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Girls Run Club. This podcast is intended for the everyday runner who might be looking for some relatable insight into the world of running. In preparation for my first ever marathon, I will be here asking all of the questions that we learner runners might need answered. In this series, I will be joined by various guests from every corner of the running community where we will discuss all the topics from race day to fueling efficiently to the mindset behind running, and much more. But just quickly, before we start, my name is Alex and I've been a personal trainer for several years now. After falling out of love with the gym, I took up running, much to my surprise. I've started this podcast to talk about subjects that never even crossed my mind when I started running and hope that it could help someone else. Now, let's break down all of those fancy running terms, discuss all of the highs and lows, and get stuck in to the next episode of the Girls Run Club. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of the Girls Run Club, where today I'm joined by the lovely Cara Semple. I first came across Cara through social media, where her huge personality, and even more so, massive down-to-earth nature drew me in. I bet, without even realising... Cara's created an incredibly relatable platform where she blends perfectly social and the fitness aspects of life. I'm beyond excited to have her on the podcast and I already know that she fits the Girls Run Club aesthetic perfectly. So how are you this afternoon, Cara? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm still kind of in those few weird days after Christmas and New Year that I'm like, what's happening what's the day yeah no literally I feel like that as well and I go back to uni next week and I'm like no I just can't like see that I keep seeing that people post being like oh my god like going back to work is so overwhelming I just can't do it and I'm like that is me right there I'm like oh I'm so hard done by I can't do this but it's like especially like with the new year and stuff I've seen so many things like people being like right I'm gonna do this in the new year and I'm gonna do this and I'm like guys please slow down I can't my social media has been bombarded with people like with the new year's resolutions especially fitness ones and I don't have one no like I just I don't have one I feel like there's nothing wrong with like having goals like obviously I've got goals I've got events and things coming up I'm trying not to put pressure on anything so I've not set myself a a list like see in the past where I'm like right I'm gonna I'm gonna not eat certain things it's just it actually makes me spiral I'm like I can't do that so I'm like do you know what girl just do whatever you want yeah as soon as you say I am not gonna eat shit you best believe I'm eating shit totally or you go like two weeks without it and then it's like whoa okay all of a sudden you're like actually raiding the fridge in the cupboards because you restricted yourself that much I kind of first started off as a personal trainer so all that kind of stuff 
was very relevant to my job and trying not to restrict yourself but obviously there are foods that are just not good for you and it's a, something I got really really bored not bored of but it's so tedious like the the healthy eating thing and trying to cut out this and that and your calories and everything like that what came up on my TikTok adverts today this <laughs> an advert for my fitness pal I was like get away get away I'm done PTSD has kicked in. You know what? And that, I, I I just didn't use it as a coach. I did not use my fitness pal. People were happy, lost weight before my fitness pal. As Guys, we've not had my fitness pal since the very like start of time. Like, we don't have to rely on this. I'm like, my fitness pal is an enemy. She ain't no pal. <laughs> Gonna make me spiral out of control. My brain will be dead. Today, you can eat 600 calories. Nice. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> You're like sat starving at night. Like, I'm so hungry, but my fitness pal says I want no, no calories left to eat. Four calories left. I could have half a grape. This is one of the reasons why I love running is because it, oh, it in fact, it almost indefinitely takes that pressure off calories and staying under your calories because and I think I've mentioned this before and without I don't want to sound like a broken record but you can go to the gym in the morning it's probably not healthy but you could go without fueling your body but you couldn't go on a long run it's so it's so different and I think that's why I love running because I've had to think more about the food I'm putting in to my body to be able to fuel those runs and I think it can be really detrimental to people's mental health. For me, the shift from the gym to running just been a huge game changer, huge positive change. So I started, when did I even start running? Like two years ago? It must be two years ago now. And I got into like a total, like it was, I started off doing a certain number of miles in January and I couldn't, I could barely even run 5k. So I was like, right, whatever. I was literally running every single day. It was, it was for charity, but then it kind of like, I remember I started losing weight and I thought, oh, quite like this. <laughs> and then, then it got to the point where it was like, I, I would be going 15, 16k runs and I wouldn't be eating before them. And then I would literally be in bed for the full time after it's and it was so toxic and yeah. I was like oh my god this is so bad so I'm like now I can appreciate the fact that like you literally need to eat otherwise you can't run no matter what you should be fueling even if you're not doing anything like our bodies burn about 400 to on average you know 400 to 500 calories a day just by living sleeping eating you know you could lie on the couch all day and burn calories so Sometimes I'm posting on my social media on things and I'm like, this is just a fun account. And But really, people look at this account, especially young girls who want to get into some sort of, whether it's the running or it's just the health and fitness in general, and they soak up what you say. And a lot of people do, you know, really cling on to that whole calorie deficit side of things. And sometimes those deficits are huge. So like you said there, you kind of started off and, and you got into this place where you're like, hold up a minute. Definitely, because I never even started running because I was like, oh, I want to lose weight because I was never in a position where I ever like, obviously, I mean, everyone's a bit self-conscious, aren't they? But like, I was never in a position where I thought I want to consciously try and lose weight. It was more about, because me and my best friend had booked a half marathon and we thought, Do you know what? 2022 is going to be the year that we run a half marathon and it was totally unachievable at the time it seemed because neither of us could run 5k 
So then we started doing it as the challenge and it kind of came alongside it. And then it was just like, like looking back now at photos of me from that time, I'm like, that is horrendous, girl. Like, what are you doing? So it does really get, and I feel like back then, I don't know, maybe run talk wasn't as, wasn't as massive. I don't think it was massive. So you don't, you didn't get the people saying now, like, you need to be eating a fat amount of carbs and stuff to like fuel your runs. Yeah. Well, I was just like, oh yeah, whatever, plodding along, eating like a bloody corn cake for my breakfast and thinking that I could go and run 20k. And then it got to the point where I thought it was like a shift in my brain. And I thought, girl, no wonder you are actually on the couch like a little like fetus at the end of the day because you don't have anything to be like running off like you're trying to drive a car with no fuel that's a good way to put it actually literally I feel like this podcast or all the running podcasts are that are out there or even just like us guys on social media and stuff we've got such a job to do and for me that is making sure that people do understand that you cannot go through day-to-day life without eating like it's such a huge huge thing I never knew before I kind of trained like I had no I I had no idea how much you can actually burn what you're putting in what you're taking like putting out and it's not until like you say do a run and then you think oh my god yeah it's so bad and like I actually it is the one thing I feel so passionately about because I just see when I look back I'm like oh my gosh what were you actually doing and like I feel like people need to understand like I was like 15 16 in school drinking detox teas thinking that I was going to be skinny like what in the actual hell is that and now I'm sitting I'm 23 and I can look back and be like what the hell like you poor little thing like I just want to wrap you up and be like yeah be, care- be kind to yourself. Like, be nice. Uh-huh. And social media, as much as we love it, it's got a huge part to play yeah. in that. And where nice. everyone looks perfect. Yeah. I probably could be more real on my Instagram, but you have shit days, but you just don't find yourself posting those because you want to create a positive space. And if so-and-so's drinking that green detox tea, I need to just drink that tea and nothing else. Yeah, no, literally. I would like, and also the tea literally had like laxatives in it. So I'd be like in school like, after my morning tea, like, oh my God, I need to run to the toilet. It's so bad. It's literally so bad. And now I'm kind of like, I wonder what, and I think, see, when I'm in the gym now, I'd see a lot of girls who, I don't know, I would presume are maybe like the age of 16 or 17. I'm like, where's your, where's your stage that you are learning about everything? Because do you know what? It's actually quite a good thing because I'm like, they look like they know what they're doing. They're lifting weights. They're fueling that body. They're like munching on their squares bars. I'm like, yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. And now I'm like, do you know what? That's actually quite a good side of social media that we've got now. I've heard the saying before, you know, like everyone's a runner and there's no such thing as like a runner's body. Mm-hmm. I used to probably think that was someone who was very tall, very lean, but it's just absolutely not the case. Would I think like your stereotypical gym girl still very much comes in a in my head anyway as a certain looking type of person. However, transitioning more so towards the running side of things, I've seen un- like incredible runners of all shapes and sizes and heights and I don't actually think there is such a thing as like a I've slowly started to see over the last however long I've been doing this really maybe a year 
more younger girls, women, taking that kind of step over to the running side of things instead of the gym. Like it comes from a place of anxiety, I think, for a lot of people because they don't like the gym floor. Yeah. And also like anyone can run. Totally. Anyone. I know. And that's people, sometimes people message me and they're like, like, how do you like start running? And there's obviously a lot of things that'll help, right? But like the reality is just literally go out, put some shoes on, obviously put some shoes on, go out and try and run for like even like five minutes. I couldn't even run for five minutes when I first started. I could run for maybe about 30 seconds. That was trying because I was trying to like sprint, like literally sprint. But I would do, I remember when me and Jodie started, we did a minute run. And then walked for two minutes, like on the treadmill. And then we would just build it up and build it up. And I remember the first day that we both ran a 5K without stopping. And we were like, oh, oh my God, like we've done it. And that's the good thing that I think running has brought is that everyone that I follow, and maybe that's because I'm quite thinking about who I follow and who I look up to and stuff like that. Everyone that I follow has has been posting about, I want to get fitter, I want to get stronger, but in a way that I can perform better rather than look in a certain way. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I love about it now is that I'm mm-hmm. like, people want to get, they want to get faster or they want to run for hours. Like they want to do ultras. Like it's all about performance now. And I, I'm actually so here for it because yeah. I was like, I'm done with the... I want a big bum, but I want a tiny, tiny little waist. No, shift your focus to something that actually means more to you. Totally. Because you can look in the best state of your life, but feel like a bag of shit. This is the thing. Like, what, are you going to sacrifice your mental health for your physical appearance? Mm. Well, maybe you would, but you shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're never going to be 80 years old or like maybe you're like, 98 on your deathbed and you're you're never going to think oh my gosh see in June of 2023 I had the tiniest waist and I had the biggest bum but you would look back and you would say in June 2023 I ran my first marathon Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean or you I got a 5k I remember the day I got a 5k pb this is like me saying I remember the day I ran my first 5k but I don't remember ever looking a certain way no it's so true and like I just knew I've never met you in person. However, your Instagram, you can just tell that that's genuinely what you want to achieve. You're not after chasing a certain figure or looking a certain way. It is about let's achieve something mega. And I think that is something that people can look up to. People who have that little bit more substance behind them. And I just think that running has that edge over the gym. I'm sorry, gym goers, because I will get it. I'll get sick because I've done it for eight years. But there's nothing more satisfying than finishing a race that you've trained for for weeks and weeks and weeks where you've ran for that hour or two hours or four hours in your own head, like fighting your own mental battles. That is going to trumpet for me every day of the week. No, definitely. I think, like, see at the end of the Glasgow half, when I looked at my watch and I seen that I'd PB'd, I was like, like sobbing. Literally at the finish line, I was sobbing. And I thought there actually is just nothing better. And see for the rest of that day, for the rest of that week, I was like, I am the happiest person on this earth. Because I was like, the work that you put in, you do get out. Do you know what I mean? And this is the thing. But I, yeah, I just, I just, and even at the end of the Edinburgh Marathon, like last year, I was like, 
oh god like genuinely I was like a shell I mean I was stuck <laughs> at the finish line I literally the foot went over the finish line and this girl just handed me the bowl and I was like projectile it was so bad but then after I was like okay and then I was about like babes you've just run a marathon like what the hell so one of the reasons why I was so excited to speak to you and obviously you've kind of touched a little bit on how you began running. I am right in saying that your first marathon was indeed Edinburgh. Yeah. And the reason I think this is pretty cool is because your first marathon is going to be my first marathon this May. Love. Obviously, for anyone who's never listened to the podcast, my aim for starting the podcast was I wanted to speak to people who have done a marathon before for all the people that are listening who are maybe going to be doing their first one next year or it doesn't have to be a marathon it can be any like a half or a tink it could be absolutely anything like everyone's got different goals but I just love the fact that there's that little connection that we've got from your first marathon being Edinburgh last year and mine is going to be Edinburgh this year so kind of I'd be I'd be super interested to know and I'm sure everyone else would just briefly like where did it start and how did you get from the start to doing your first marathon so obviously just signed up for the so my Ed, the Edinburgh half marathon was my first half as well it was actually my first race and I signed up because I was just like do you know what I just I need something like I need a bit of a clutch here like because I felt like I was just wasn't really I didn't really have any hobbies I'd tried the gym so many times and I was just like oh like you would go for like a month and then you would be like right I actually can't be arsed like it's just that I'm actually done and then I thought do you know what if I can get this like kind of sense of achievement from something then I would love that and that was like literally every single milestone I celebrated like I did, first 1k that I ran without stopping I was like I just ran a kilometer when I literally would get from my house so like there's like a canal that runs like past where I used to live I would get from my house up onto the canal and I would be like I physically cannot run anymore like and then it's like the more you do it then it's like I got to 5k and then I was doing 10ks and then because we'd obviously had this half marathons like kind of looming I was a bit like oh god and you know I actually used to be so much faster than I am now (laughs) really yeah like when I first started I was a bit of a speed demon like (laughs) Like, I mean, obviously it's all relative. So like maybe my speed demon isn't like, but like <laughs> I was running like my 16Ks at like five minutes, like five minute pace on the dot. That's and mad. That's like my kilometers. I look back, it's on my videos and I'm like, babe, how were you running that fast? Like literally, I've got no idea. But then I would obviously be like seriously dying of death afterwards. So then did my half marathon, got sub two hour for my first half and I thought, this is it this is amazing I'm amazing then like oh my goodness like see after I think um were you speaking about this in your podcast with Emily yep it was like you were like it was like you have the flu after it oh I almost died oh like so bad so bad that was what I was like after my first half and I thought right there's got to be something else so then I took a step back kind of like fell off a bit but not completely we're still doing a couple runs a week and then I thought well obviously the next step is let's run a marathon but and then I feel like running the marathon has like made me appreciate running slow getting time on feet 
you know that kind of thing and it's helped me build up my confidence a lot more and like before me and Jodie would go up onto the canal put our headphones in literally zoom away opposite directions and we would just we would run together but we actually wouldn't run together we would literally be like in our own heads like okay I need to run fast I need to run fast and it's like where's the fun in that running a group and then yeah I'm just like I just signed up for the marathon and I was like right let's well let's do it and then I feel like marathon training block was a very eye-opening time Mm -hmm. obviously it's a lot of dedication also didn't strength train so that was about yeah there's a lot of things that I can look back now and be like why didn't you do that? But then hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah, and I feel like there's always going to be lessons to be learned. You're never just going to run your first race and say, that was perfect. I've done absolutely everything correctly because that's just not that's just not how life works. But I think there's definitely a lot of people that I come across that are just terrified to take the leap to even sign up for a, a race. How did you train for your marathon? I basically, we downloaded Runner, right? <laughs> Got the full plan, ignored all intervals, ignored <laughs> all different pace runs, screenshotted every single every single week. And then we're like, okay, we'll just do these distances. So we just ran at the exact same pace every single run. So my advice would be just pay the money. Yeah. Like, let's not be cheap about it. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even a case of being cheap. I was just like, I don't need to do intervals. I'm not doing intervals. Yeah. Like, match that. I was very similar to you. At the beginning, I, for my first few halves, I didn't train. Like, I, I didn't train. I just managed to get across the line. However, I paid the price massively afterwards. And I'm not saying that you need to, that you need to follow a plan because you know what? You absolutely don't. Sometimes the plans can strip the fun out of it for people. That's kind of something that I've came across with a lot of people that as soon as they start following their plans, that their love for the running just kind of dies off. And I think yeah. that's where we've got to be careful. However, following a plan does allow for things to be done at a much safer rate in terms of injury and of course in terms of pace and crossing that line in a fitter state but I think for anyone who is starting off or wanting to do a race and they've not th- these apps like Runner, Coupa, they're ideal because it's so straightforward and it gives you everything that you need to be fair I'm talking from a very biased point of view now but I've got a coach mm-hmm. for this marathon that I'm doing and I love it obviously it's much more of an investment so this is why I was like am I going to be serious enough with it now but like I feel like it's just like it's kind of like a part of me now and I want to I I do want to improve my time this year and it's kind of scary saying that and actually speaking it out loud because then it's like oh but what if I don't but then it's like well if you don't then it's really not that deep yeah like no just said to people and I like I do, I definitely do want to I want to try and PB as many distances as I can this year because yeah. I feel like I do have more in the tank because I'm doing the right things now. And just for anyone who doesn't know, Cara, it's Paris Marathon that you're doing, isn't it? Yep, it's Paris. It's gonna be so good. Oh my god! And what date's that? That is the seventh of April. So she's a quite an early one. Is an early one. So you'll be one of the first. Do you know what I'm just kind of getting from this? And I'm, I'm sure you won't mind me saying, but you're a really good example of someone who's like myself, who started running on a whim, mm-hmm. not really sure how to train. And like you said, you probably 
could have trained better or you know like done your intervals and things like that but here you are you're about to do Paris Marathon which is mental and I know you've got some other crazy stuff as well which we'll get on to but just going from that first kind of training block to like how you are now and all the lessons that you've learned it just shows that anyone can do this yeah that's the thing and see do you know what's really nice is like obviously I follow quite a few people that um, have maybe been running for like a year and then I've been follow I follow people who have been running for like 20 years do you know what I mean but like I don't know maybe they'll be like 25 and they'll yeah. be running since they were a child and stuff and that is incredible. These people are running marathons at like a ridiculous time. And it is amazing. And I love it. But like from being a person who didn't do that, like it can seem unachievable. But then it's like you get people that like, yeah, I'm maybe not running a two and a half hour marathon. But like you can come, you can literally come from nothing. Like my fitness was horrendous. I was at uni. I was like drinking all the time and like no slander on the drinking I am trying to do dry, dry January just out though and honestly I was out for dinner the other night and I was like I could so go a glass of wine it was like the second of January I could really go a glass of wine yeah that literally but I was like I was wasn't looking after my body because I was like woohoo I'm at uni like it doesn't matter whatever and then it kind of got to third year of uni I was kind of trying to get my shit together with like actually knuckling down with my course and then I thought right I need to like do something about my body because like she is just feeling like she needs a bit of TLC yeah something that's like gonna make her feel a bit better because Mm -hmm. it was just I was just not I wasn't thriving let's have a think back to Edinburgh your first marathon so you said that you weren't feeling the best after your full yeah so I was very I was quite ill like literally it was the gels though like I just put the gel down and I was like oh gosh yeah actually after the marathon like we went for dinner like we properly went out after it and stuff like that like we just I walked to the restaurant Mm -hmm. also can I just say anybody doing Edinburgh marathon find somewhere to park because I got a bus ticket right the walk from the finish line to the bus was like 40 minutes I was like I've just run a marathon and now I'm about to walk to the bus. Yeah, this is a huge piece of advice from Cara right now. I've done the half as well, so it's the same. It's the same situation. I nearly fucking died. Can I just say I was? For anyone who doesn't know, do you know what? There's only so much that I can voice out to the public of how I was after that half marathon. Mm-hmm. I can't even say anything other than I nearly died. I had to go into a university union. And I was passed out on the toilet floor after Edinburgh half. Yeah, my dad had to come and save me from, like, he was in Edinburgh waiting for me. He had to come and drive the car and come into the union, the student union, to get me out of the cubicle. Guys, the finish line of Edinburgh marathon or half marathon is in the sticks. (laughs) Yeah, get somebody to find a, like, little hidden gem parking space and park because honestly and my mum was like obviously walking ahead of me and me and my boyfriend who had also ran it as well we were like walking Mm -hmm. like oh oh my god I can't do this I can't do this I mean you've just ran for like what four hours like yeah it's just the pure thrill and the excitement of finishing it gets Mm -hmm. you through that kind of initial hour after you've finished and then all of a sudden the adrenaline stops your body starts to shut down and the panic starts to set in 
It's so funny. I'm going to actually find a photo of me on the bus back. Oh, I was actually like a genuine shell. It's ridiculous. We forgot to mention the heat on that particular oh. day. <laughs> no, it was so bad. I was literally pouring water over my head. Like it was, and I was wearing a black long sleeve top. Why did I do that? Like, Lesson learned, though. Totally. But also, Cara, people say all the time about the marathon route of Edinburgh and how boring it is. What did you think about that? Do you know what? Like, I actually, I thought it was nice. It does get a bit, like, lonely because from, like, once you're past um, kind of where you come back from the finish line, because obviously, like, I assume you'll have looked at the route. Yeah. It's like you go out and then you get to the point of the finish line and you've got like 10 miles. It's so close. You're like, could you actually just nip in there and get my medal now? And when you're on that road out, it is quite like, and I remember there was a point where I knew that we were going out to, I think it's Glassford House, something like that. I can't remember if I'm saying saying that right. And I remember being on the road and obviously because you're next to the sea, it's like wholesome and whatever. And I looked over and I was like, that house is very very far away and I was like I think I'm going there like I actually think that's where I need to be and then I remember getting to the house and being like okay you're at the house it's fine and then you run through some like weird ass fields and I was like in my alpha flies like (laughs) running through these like stony and I was like okay right this is kind of weird but yeah it does get a bit lonely and I remember at one point my headphones fell out as well and I was like yeah, please don't stop to pick up your headphones because my body will shut down. Yeah, and also, oh, it was at one point where t- the 22-mile sign was there and I just remember it so clearly and I was like, 22 miles, okay, you've got four miles left. Like, it's literally so fine. And it genuinely felt like about three hours had gone past and I was only at 23 and I was like, that's surely got to be wrong. I was convinced that it was wrong. I was like, and I phoned my mom. And I was like, mom, I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. And she was like, she was like, where are you? And I was like, I I can't remember what mile it was. It was maybe like, it was about then. And she was like, you've got this. You've got this. And I did that. Bye. That gives me goosebumps because it gets to a point of every run. And I think this goes for everyone. Doesn't matter if it's not marathon distance, because if you're running a half marathon, by the time you get to 18k out of 21, it's the same feeling, isn't it? Yeah. It's like yeah. on certain races at 18k, I'm thinking, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I've not got another step in me. After doing a half marathon, I cannot imagine taking one step further. I can't imagine ever being able to do a full marathon. So mm-hmm. currently, as I speak to you, I've never taken a step further than a half. So I've never mm-hmm. done, I've not like my training block has started, but I've never done further than a half marathon distance. And even still, I'm thinking, honestly, I can't imagine going longer than that because it no. is so hard to finish that kind of 21k but it's not until you and I can imagine it's not until you do it that you know that, that you believe believe in yourself enough that you can you know yeah no totally and I think that as well like see even right now like my um like I've got 12 miles to run on Sunday for my training plan and I'm like 12 miles how am I gonna run that far like Jaylee because I've not done it in so long but then yeah. it's like when I was training for a half marathon I couldn't run further than a half because I was training for a half. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And then it's like all of a sudden, I remember my first my first run was like 24K. And that was like my first one over the distance. Or was it 22? But 22 is basically a half marathon anyway. 
So, and I thought, how am I going to do that? But then see, because you're like in your head, right, well, I've got 24K to run. It's almost as if like something switches in your brain and you're like, yeah, okay, this is actually fine. And it is, it's that way where even when you're running a 5K, obviously you're running at different paces, a 5K pace in comparison to a half marathon pace is rather different. However, when you're running a 5K, I can't take a bloody step after that either because You've got that end goal inside. You're running towards that finish line and you're going to push towards that goal at that time. So I believe when you're doing your marathon, once you get to half, if you've trained right, you should be okay, right? I was, I was honestly, I was like, I mean, I wasn't thriving. I wouldn't say I was thriving, but like I was fine up until like 32k and then that was when it really started to like I was a bit like oh goodness this is actually quite sore and it was like almost as if I was just running and like I couldn't even feel my legs moving like it was yeah it, it was wild but I think the heat on that day got there's people. a lot of things that I'm like oh I wish I did this I wish I did that but do you know what I actually don't because I'm glad I got I did it and I was fine and there was a lot of people that weren't fine, which really frightened me, actually. Like, I was running and I was seeing these people and they were, like, literally falling, like, falling down at the side of the roads. And I was like, I'm not very good. Like, see, when I see other people, like, in danger or something, like, see when somebody faints, I'm like, I can't. I'm going to faint as well. So I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I just need to keep keep the heat and keep moving because mm-hmm. it was it's terrifying. People die during these things as well. Yeah. It is a dangerous sport, right? It can be. Coming back to what we were speaking about right at the start, one of the hugest things about running is the nutrition side of things and making sure you've got a handle on that. And you have to come from a place of, I need to give my body what it deserves here for allowing me to move throughout this distance. Yeah, That comes with time. Because I have no idea about things like this. However, every race I do, every week that passes, every lesson that comes my way I I'm learning more and more and again social media amazing place because I can just put out a video or a question and I'll have 10 replies Mm -hmm. this is try this how about this what about that and I think how lucky we are to have that and hopefully with me learning like from people like you and my other guests that I've had then I can kind of pass that on to other people as well and I think that's that's the goal and that was the main goal of this podcast yeah no definitely I know it's just so wild like so much to learn yeah and there's so much that you're just like that maybe we didn't know at the start that I'm like this like my absolute non-negotiables do you know what yeah. I mean like what are the foods it's just you don't realize until you're in that place where you're like the pain cave is there and see mm-hmm. if you've done it if you've fueled right and stuff you can you can get through the pain cave but there's quite a lot of times that if you haven't or like I don't know maybe you've like missed your see with the gels throughout or the sweeties throughout or whatever mm-hmm. too late like I remember the Glasgow half like well, two years ago I went to go and take a gel at like 19k but I was already like like yeah. literally on the floor so I was like what is the point of me doing this now? Because it's not going to save me. It's like a preventative. It's not going to like mm-hmm. save me now. Yeah. Like my legs are already gone. So yeah. So I think that's a huge thing that I've learned is that you need to catch that before it happens. You know, you need to fuel your body before you start to feel the fatigue. And that's something that I never knew. 
before again another lesson learned and I can imagine there's going to be a million lessons still to come you just grow confidence yeah can we plug the fact that you are doing an Ironman I wish people could see her face I know I'm terrified like I'm like by the way only a 7.70.3 only tell us what tell us how 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 did it come about okay so I feel like right my worst trait my worst personality trait is that I'm like I'm never satisfied I'm like right what can I do what can I do next you know like where where can I go next and I was like right marathon done we'll go for another marathon but we'll try and make it faster naturally and then I was like why do I feel like you either after marathon you either go down the triathlon route or you go down the ultra route or you can do both but yeah or you're double crazy (laughs) yeah so I was like right well let's do a triathlon obviously why would I even think that like literally (laughs) one day I was left alone and boom it was booked and I was like (laughs) Right. Don't leave Cara alone with a laptop. I know. And like, I literally, I am, I'm delusional, like literally delusional because I'm like, I I didn't really deep it that much. And then I thought, right, okay. So I didn't up until Christmas have a bike. So that's where I'm at right now. Okay. That's where I'm at right now. I have not been on the bike outside, only in my kitchen and have fallen off twice. So. And disclaimer, guys, I am going to out her here. Hannah's not been in a swimming pool since she was 10 years old. Yeah. Literally. I mean, I've been in like holiday. I've been in BCM hotel pool in Magaluf. I have (laughs) been in a little villa pool, my family holiday. I've been in the sea in Sorrento for a little dip. Mm-hmm. A little in the water but no and then I and then I learned I need to get a swim cap and I thought me in a swim cap are you joking you actually have me on <laughs> and I paid a goggles <laughs> it's funny enough you with a helmet on in your living room on the bike I can't wait to see the cap the cap is coming yeah and also do you know what I, I was looking at on Amazon was like I think I'm just determined to make myself look an absolute twat because I have found a phone case, right? And it's like, can go underwater and it's weighted so it can sit at the bottom of the pool so you can film yourself. Oh, shit. The content is about to get a leveled up. Oh, I'm so excited. But so I have booked a swimming lesson with somebody in Glasgow just because I'm like, I actually don't know where I'm at. And there was like adult non-swimmer, adult beginner, adult improver. And like, Okay, I used to swim when I was younger, but like I went to a swimming club and I swam and then I would go home. Like I was never a competition girl. Yeah. I wasn't ever like a, so like I can swim, but I can't like, there ain't no like front crawl situation. It's more like a hair up in the bun and like breaststroke right now. But I mean, so when's your Ironman? October. I'm like, that's inches away. You're fine. I was like, I'll literally be fine. But it's just like what we were saying. It's like, all of these goals, doesn't matter what it is. It seems unattainable until you do it. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to prove to myself that I can do it. And it was so funny because obviously I've booked the one in Marbella because I was thinking beach club, cocktails, amazing afterwards. And then <laughs> like Chloe Gibson messaged me and she does like loads of Ironmans. Like she's she's an Ironman queen. I said to her, I was like, maybe I can be closer to you on the Ironman legend scale soon. She messaged me and she was like, not going to lie, when I saw you were doing uh, Marbella, I was like, what is this chick doing? And I was like, oh, 
but yeah I looked at the route and stuff like that and the bike is up into the mountains it's like four thousand foot of elevation or something ridiculous like that how so, do you get your bike to Marbella put it on the plane it, you have to pay for a little like like uh I see when I first was like looking at the Ironmans I thought surely they just do like bike rentals <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you can just rent a bike, rent a wetsuit. But no, she's expensive. Like, so expensive. So you get a bike case and, like, dismantle your bike and then, like, put it in the bike case and then put it on the plane and then you get it the other side. What if you don't get it? Do you know what I mean? Like, what if it goes missing? What do I do then? I can't do it. I'll be like, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I just can't do it. For me, I feel like maybe in the the future but Iron Man's just never been one of those ones that gets me going I think it's purely because of this woman and obviously this woman in the cycling thing that is training for three very different sports and you're gonna compact it all into one for anyone who doesn't know it's a swim a cycle and a run of course yes we've got a 2k swim I think it's like 1.9 or something like that 2k swim 90k bike half marathon (laughs) got no words no I'm a bit like, I just kind of can't really believe it. It's the end of October as well. I'm like, it's actually fine. It'll also be hot though. Yeah, it will be. But apparently the average temperature is like 20, 21. Yeah. And Edinburgh Marathon last year was 27. So I'm like, that's my that's my benchmark. Mm-hmm. The most amazing thing. So are you going to remain with your coach up to your marathon and then can they help you with the Ironman or is that not your coach's forte? No, she said that she said that she can definitely help me there. So yeah, but you know that way where I'm like, I don't even know how long, like I don't know what a standard Ironman training plan looks like. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But I think first of all, before we start going crazy on the training plans, I just need to get myself in the pool and get myself out on the bike. Yeah. And see where I'm at. And that's why I'm like, I'm low-key extremely nervous about this, like, swimming lesson. Because I'm like, one, wearing a swimsuit, which is quite a humbling thing in itself. With the addition of the swim cap and the goggles. I'm like, I, I'm really going to be testing the old brain here. But then I'm like, do you know what? You just need to do it. Like, just you do. Actually, you have no choice. What, are you going to doggy paddle your way through two kilometres in the Marbella Sea? But I don't think you need to put your swim cap on for your swimming lesson, Cara. Apparently you do. But I think someone's having you on. <laughs> At the end of the day, like, it's the first thing. So I'm like, it's fine. And apparently I was just watching a lot of like TikToks on it and stuff. Apparently it's probably the most ideal for your, like if there's going to be one thing that's going to be your weakest, probably a good thing that it's a swimming. Yeah. And maybe good that it's at the start. Yeah. Because then I was like, I can make it up. And like the bike, obviously with my, like I'm hoping to get some strong legs by October, we'll have 25-inch quads like Chris Hoy. I'll get myself up the Marbella Mountains. You'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, we're so fine. Like I'm- Anyone who's listening hasn't got Cara on Instagram, we need to get you on Instagram ASAP. Not just for the swim cap, but for the entire journey. Yeah, and this is the thing, like... So honestly I've got a little highlight so far it has the first video of me on the bike and the second video of me on the bike and, and they're my favorites yeah I mean they are like kind of she's going fast it's a look and I feel like 
you are just such a normal gal mm-hmm. and you are going to do an iron man like all these thoughts and feelings that are coming into your head the, the stuff about the swim cap and i just think that's like things that everyone will think about but no one voices them the funniest thing about that is the fact that you're about to swim 2k cycle 90 and you're like the fucking swim cap yeah I'm like oh my goodness like what the hell do you know what my biggest issue is like and then I was thinking I wear contact lenses what happens there because I'm not about to get salt water in my eyes no because that would be a disaster yeah and then I'm like so I, t- I was texting my friends like guys Jen, I need to get prescription goggles like where did I even get them from and they were like yeah but you don't really need to see anything far away in the pool and I was like yeah true but then I'm like and in my transitions like from from swim to bike <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a little sachet of contact lenses there hold on guys while I just like pop these that's gonna slow you down it's okay I was thinking to get fast yeah and it's little things like that that you just don't think about mm-hmm. that is a really hard lesson to learn if you're blind on the bike I know I'm like I need to speak to someone that wears contact lenses or like can't really see that well and has done this because I feel like no I will need to see I was just about to say I might not be I might not need to but like babe yeah yeah I'm thinking the chances are that there's not going to be many people listening to this podcast who are Ironman fanatics however if there is we need someone hit me up yeah we need someone to give you a bit of advice because it's not screaming safe to me right now it's not screaming like thought through like (laughs) so but this week's job is to order a swimming costume a swim cap and a pair of goggles i can't wait i'm 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 super excited that i've got you on on the podcast that we've revealed all of these things that you need to overcome the next few months and then we can watch the story unfold watch it happen totally and like I keep going back to it because there's nothing that should humble people more than the fact that you're doing an Ironman like however two years after you started running mm-hmm. like that's an that's incredible two years after you said that you couldn't run a, a kilometer you can mm-hmm. run a minute I think those stories are the most special stories because some people come into running and they've always had that underlying base level fitness. They've done it at school or athletics. I, Although their stories are amazing and they achieve these titles and things like that and they train for it every day and work very, very hard. The ones that kind of get me are people like yourself, people like probably me, that just Mm -hmm. start they can't put one foot in front of the other without dying and then you go on to do these amazing things these amazing times these huge challenges and complete them and then you're like what the hell i know it's genuinely wild and you know what i said this in the video that i posted on tiktok the other day i was like i'm actually buzzing to be like a pure loser beginner again do you know what i mean like a pure she cannot do anything like she is like a baby like she's useless. She can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm excited to see, like, in like four months' time, where am I going to be? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully yeah. closer than I am right now. But I'm like, it's, it'll be nice to see, and it's like nice to have that like progress again. I think because it's yeah. like a lot of, sometimes I'm like, the progress obviously isn't linear all the time, but like from literal zero where it is right now, we're gonna have to get somewhere in four months' time. So I'm like, whether that's backwards. Exactly and I end up drowning yeah you'll not drown you might just be swimming blind 
Yeah, exactly. And then I was like, I'm going to have to cut my nails down. For crying out loud. Priorities. <laughs> I'm joking. It's all of these things, though. We are the Girls Run Club. We have to think about nails. We need to think about how daft you're going to look with a swim cap on. Yeah, totally. You've already got a partner. So, I mean, that's the good thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, it's not like people are, if it was me, on the market and I've got you know the fucking goggles on and the swim cap it's just not doing bits for me yeah yeah exactly like it's not like you're not like portraying your best no I've just not got a head shape for that guys no me neither me neither piece of expert advice don't do an iron man until you're in a relationship (laughs) so I think it's a good time to kind of move on to my Five golden cues. So for anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast before, at the end of every episode, I have five questions that remain the same and I ask everyone the same five. So are you up for answering those? Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. Okay, so question number one, I would like you to tell me a product recommendation and an around the running scene that, that you like just now. Um, Lululemon fast and free running tights. Oh, running tights! Well, they're like leggings, but they're like really thin. Ah, uh-huh. see, I've never tried a Lulu legging. So good, so expensive. So I can go. There's the there's the more expensive end, the lower priced end. Oh goodness, maybe I'll just go with a Percy Pig. It's a good shout. Yeah, I love a Percy Pig. Never used to. But after the whole situation with the gels, I do still take gels, but like, see when I'm out on a long run and I need like a wee bit, I'll try and get like a wee sweetie in there or something like that. Righty-ho. Question number two. Can you tell me what your post-run guilty pleasure is? Oh, post-run guilty pleasure. I don't really know. Like a pure hot shower. Like a roasting hot shower. And I just sit down in it. I think that's quite controversial, you know. Well, yeah, because people do ice baths after. <laughs> yeah. I'm like always so cold that I'm like, right, I just need to like <laughs> get in the shower. Yeah, but I think it is guilty because it is a strange one. Yeah, either that or I do sometimes procrastinate a lot. Like I just come in and I'll just lie down and then be like, I just can't move. And then like three hours have gone by and I'm still in my vest and everything. And I'm like, right. Yeah, procrastination is a good shout. Okay, this one might catch you off guard if you don't listen to them, but could you recommend to me a podcast? It's got to be The Girls' Bathroom. I love The Girls' Bathroom. Yeah. Hence, The Girls' Run Club. Girls' Run Club. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. That is my like podcast of choice on, like, like me and Declan will be eating our dinner with The Girls' Bathroom podcast on. He gets so into it. He's like, like all the dilemmas and stuff like that if I'm out on a run though sometimes I'll listen to that other times I'll maybe try and a kind of like you know motivational one diary of a CEO yeah about, mm-hmm. you know? and I mean all the all the ones that are local press plane run girls run club Ooh, shout out on my <laughs> <own> podcast <laughs> I'm definitely not gonna edit that part out I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> okay number four and I know what you're going to say. You're not going to, you're going to say that you're nowhere near an expert, but I would like you to give me a piece of expert advice to anyone who is coming into this year and they're perhaps going to um, work their way towards a new challenge or run a marathon. Prioritize recovery. Ooh. Yeah. And by that, 
make sure you're eating enough so that you can recover make sure you are stretching and make sure you are rolling that was very very confident direct I like that yeah I've been injured too many times it's one of them that at the time it's the last thing that you think about you're like holy shit I've just done that long run I'm not gonna stretch I'm not gonna cool down I'm not gonna fuel properly like rehydrate but god you need to you do otherwise it's a sad sad world to be in the next day you wake up and you're like you can't even walk yeah and it catches up with you really quickly Mm -hmm. totally rolling is the devil like I hate it so much but I just know it's got to be done and see the difference from when I didn't roll and to when I do now it's mental yeah it's like stretching isn't it it's like everyone says to do it do you do it no should you do it absolutely right last question is number five okay it's a scenario based question oh god I feel like I'm in an interview (laughs) you are about to head off on a 30 kilometer run you've got your vest on apart from water what is the one other thing that you'd be taking in your vest well it's going to have to be gels isn't it some sort of fuel some sort of fuel. A high five. You know the watery ones? Yes. It's like a juice. Yeah. I think one of them because they're the easiest to go down. I've tried science and sport. Don't rate. I've tried, um, well, I'm going to try and get on the Morton hype though. Okay. Because Lily, my coach, she is like ridiculous. She's like amazing, right? And she's Morton gal. I mean, she is running at quite significant pace faster than me yeah but you always raise a bit more in but they don't taste or anything and they do kind of give egg white vibes so I'm a bit like hmm, mm. not sure about them but we'll report back if I try them we need an update on the swimming cap and yeah. the new gels yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> I think that wraps us up really nicely for episode four and I can't thank you enough for coming on Oh, thanks for having me. I've loved it. It's been such a nice chat. It has been a nice chat. I knew it was all, I always knew it was going to be a nice chat. And I just think if there's anything that people can take away from it, and I really hope you don't mind me saying it, Cara, it's just from where you've started and the amazing things that you're, I know you will achieve this year. That's not a long period of time since you started and you didn't really know what you're doing. And now look what you're setting out to achieve and what you've already achieved. And anyone can do that. Yeah, totally. It is like you always hear you need to believe in yourself, but like, like even if you don't believe in yourself, fake it until you make it, guys. Because plenty of times where I've thought, oh, there's no way I can do this, but you prove yourself wrong time and time again. Yeah, it's mindset a lot of the time, mindset over everything. Definitely. Love it. But yeah, so that concludes another episode. And hopefully, people are going to enjoy this episode as much as I've enjoyed talking to you. So, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you to all the amazing listeners who chose to invest their time in today's episode. If you like what you heard, please make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, and most importantly, recommend the podcast to friends and family. To keep updated, head over to the podcast Instagram profile at The Girls Run Club. But for now, I thank you again for tuning in and look forward to seeing you next time on The Girls Run Club.